Welcome to a new episode of the Ab Astra podcast. Today we have with us Professor Gudfrode Karate, who is a professor of Arabic and Islamic studies uh, at the University of Louvain in Belgium. Uh, welcome. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, well we're glad to have you uh, with us. Um, so thank you, Professor, for participating. And uh, please let us know a little bit about uh, your research and your work in Arabic studies and then its connection to astrology. Yes, of course. Um, I would say that my, the focus of my research is Arabic philosophy and history of science in the Middle Ages, and with a very special focus on the thought of the brethren of purity, or the Ikhwan Safa, which I think will be the main focus also of this, of this uh, podcast. Um, currently, um, I'm leading an ERC project on the emergence of philosophy and rational thinking in Al-Andalus, with a focus on the 10th century and on ill-defined channels um, and um, uh, well it's a it's a quite ambitious project uh, it, it started in 2017 uh, we're still two years um, left um, and we have a team of postdocs working at the University of Louvain but also uh, at the Warburg Institute um, the Wahlberg Institute is the place where I wrote my PhD uh, quite a long time ago about the Great Year Doctrine, uh, or the Annus Platonicus. If you, if you want, I can, I can say a few words about that. Yes, yes, yes please. <laughs> Speak about that. <laughs> so, um, the idea of the, the Great Year Doctrine, the theory, um, is, well, it's at, at the beginning, it's, it's really a mathematical, astronomical, and philosophical problem. The first genuine uh, source is Plato in the Timaeus. And the idea is this. It's the idea of defining the greatest cycle of the universe. Um, and according to Plato's definition, um, the great year is defined as the period required for all the planets, so the seven planets uh, and the, the sphere of the, of the fixed stars, to come back into conjunction uh, so that you can have some kind of alignment of the planets. Uh, but Plato doesn't, doesn't tell very explicitly how much you can find mm -hmm. the period. Uh, but I, I think it, it's still possible from various hints, indications in, in, the, in, in, in Plato's work to, to, to determine the periodicity of this. Well, the, and the idea for my PhD, which I, which I did under the supervision of Charles Burnett, of course, uh, was to trace this concept from Plato up to the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of people 
do uh, well uh, writing very interesting things about this 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 very concept. After Plato, you have Aristotle, Cicero, Seneca in antiquity. Many people from uh, our Neoplatonists mm -hmm. of, of antiquity, and then of course I studied also the thing in in in, in Arabic sources, and then the so-called return of the concept to uh, the Western Latin Middle Ages. And it's very interesting to see how the, the original concept was distorted uh, in various directions, uh, made and, and so that it was almost unrecognizable by the end. Uh, and it's very interesting to, to study how all these things, how all these things evolved in, in, in time, mm -hmm. in Latin and uh, Arabic sources. Yes. It is, it is a concept, uh, it's mainly mathematical, as you said, and philosophical, but also... Well, it's, in, if, if you read Plato, you will, it's, it's really a metaphysical concept. Uh, it's closely related to uh, the emanationist theory, the world soul, uh, which Plato described at, at length in Timaeus. Uh, so it's it's not only a mathematical. Yes, no, no, not only mathematical. No. But when when this cycle is completed, if it yes. is, it, it will yes. be an extremely long cycle. Uh, yes. What happens? What is the uh, consequence of this? Well, Plato doesn't say anything about that. Uh, but the thing is that afterwards there were people who um, had a very rigid conception of the cycle, and 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 they postulated that the cycle will come back again, again and again, the same. Mm -hmm. This is also the reason why, uh, for example, in antiquity and then later on in the Middle Ages, you have Christian thinkers who, of course, were strong opponent to the cycle, because it's, of, of course, totally incompatible with the Christian doctrine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Augustine, for example, in antiquity, uh, and then you have also people then, later on in the Middle Ages, Nicole Oran is someone who decided to attack the, 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 the concept by saying, well, I will, I will combat, I will fight the mathematicians with mathematical tools and argue that on the basis of the incons incommensurability of the planets, the great year was something impossible. Well, anyway, the Great Year Doctrine still survived until a bit later, until the, the Renaissance, let's, let's, let's say, about the time of the Copernican Revolution. It's very, very interesting too. Yes. It is. And so they decided that the cycle would be completed when the planets would return to their original position. And yes. this original position, is it related to what they call the Tema Mundi? The, 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 the position... Well, for some of them, it, it was like that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, you have, uh, for example, all the people, it was assumed that all the planets at the very beginning started at, at, with, with the first degree of the zodiac. So, areas. Areas. Uh, oh, I see. Yes, yes. It is a for example, in, in, and you find the same conception in India. Mm. Uh, Indian astronomers had the same theory 
Um, and in, that, in their cases, it was, of course, very enormous cycle, enormous periods. But the basic fact or the, 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 cent the center of the theory was this idea that all the planets were aligned at the very beginning of the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, and from time to time. And the last conjunctions, which were supposed to coincide with a big flood, was always supposed to be in, if I remember well, uh, the year 3101 before Christ. Hmm. Uh, yeah, very precise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. They also indicated the hour and, and the day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Very specific. Yeah, that is a very interesting. Yes. And yeah. yes, that is one of the ideas of the beginning of the universe, mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. uh, at the zero degrees Aries. And yeah. this somehow interfaces with another idea. The 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 Temamundi would be yeah. the the planets when God God or Ahura Mazda or when the mm -hmm. divinity when the Creator created the planets, um, they would be in their best possible position, which yeah. would be either their domicile or their exactly. exaltation. There are two versions. It's a yeah, slightly yeah. different idea, but it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. The idea that. Uh, the planets mm -hmm. tend to return to their ideal position yeah. or to the yeah. beginning of Aries in this case. Yes, and then we see that a lot yeah. in, in Arabic astrology, Arabic yeah. revolutions of the world, in which mm -hmm. they're always, uh, not exactly mm -hmm. such a large period, because it's impossible to mm -hmm. work with it, but they do count continuously mm -hmm. several periods and some periods that are occurring in yeah. plain what, what, what I found very interesting in, 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 in this research was also this, the confusions that were made in, in, in time between various cycles because you have this definition of a great, the greatest cycle of the universe as the time required for all the planets to come back into conjunction and according to some Indian astronomers and this was later transmitted to the, Arab, uh, as, uh, to the, to the Arabs um, the period is uh, for this conjunction is supposed to be 3000 and as no, sorry, uh, 360,000 years, okay? But we find in sources confusions with the equinoctial precession. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. So yes. Ptolemy's value, which is 36,000 years. Mm -hmm. We find that in manuscript there are confusions, for example. Then, mm -hmm. well, yeah, uh, obviously. There was a confusion between these two cycles of the universe, which are both supposed to be the greatest cycle of the universe, but which has which has which have nothing to do in reality. They are yeah. On the one side, you have a, a, a complete conjunction of the of the of, um, of, of the spheres, and 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 then you have the equinoctial precession, which is not that. It's another That's, thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was uh, regarding the equinoctial precession. I don't know if you know the the answer to this question, but. Um, have you seen um, any references in your work with with these eras of the so-called um, the errors of the of the signs? So the Aquarius era, the Pisces era, which is something quite common from no. the uh, late nineteenth century. No. Uh, have you seen any evidence? No, of I, did, I didn't. I didn't come across this kind. Of we haven't yeah. seen either, and it's something that is very contemporary. Yeah. And yeah. people claim it's old, but it's actually yes. not. Uh, there is this. Uh, mythology yeah. of, of antiquity in this concept, but the concept yeah. appears to be quite modern in, in its yeah. uh, source. Yeah. Just it's one, a big, 
<laughs> exactly. One more question just before we yeah, move sure. to another topic because I'm very curious. Um, this might be completely out of topic, but are there any parallels between this concept, the platonic here, and the stoic concept of the great conflagration? Because it will be by fire also. Sure, sure. Oh. In Seneca, Seneca is an author who, 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 who writes just that. Okay. So, yes. So he, he took up the idea of the great year, but of course he adapted it to what you say here, the theory with flood uh, and uh, conflagration uh, occurring. Uh, I don't know. He, he says when the planets are all back, uh, but then in that case it's not Aries, it's Capricorn, and, uh, and, 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 and the opposed side. And cancer, yes. And cancer, and, yeah. And cancer, yeah. Oh. I don't remember. I think it's can cancer is the flood and Capricorn is, um, is the, 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 the major conflagration or the other way around. I'm very sorry, but I'm... Um, Probably cancer is the flood because it's a my, my of water. My was heard 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would go for the flood in cancer because um, I, uh, yes, water yes. sign. I'm, I'm, yeah, sure, sure. I'm not sure. I, I think it could be the opposite. You think? I think so. I think oh. I saw reference. Just to uh, I, Yes, because it's a summer. Well, it's a summer solstice. It's ah, very easy to check. There is no fire. But that's easy. Yeah, that's easy to well, check. Very easy to check. Uh, you will soon okay. find out yeah. when the planet falls. <laughs> I, I can't show here you uh, a copy of my of my book on the on the great year. As a result of the confinement, <laughs> no access to my office until very recently. So, <laughs> well, but we will put a link to we'll, the yeah, sure. and uh, it, it is very so interesting. People, so, so, someone who wants to platonicus, because really, uh, Plato was the uh, the locus classicus of it, and even in medieval times, it was sometimes referred to as Annus Platonicus. Uh, where? Uh, what is the collection of the book? Uh, the editor of the book, please. It's uh, Peter's. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. Because we will try to find it. Yes, we will. Put the link. Yes. It's it seems to be very, very it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, mm -hmm. would you like to to talk about the Betren of purity? Yes, of course. Research <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. What would you like to know about the Betren of purity? No, everything. <laughs> First of all, we we need to to just. To explain, it was a group yeah. of um, wise men, anonymous, yeah, yeah. apparently anonymous, yeah. and the letters right. they wrote. Just, just a context, and then we can talk a little bit about astrology. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, I'm, it's it's true that I, I I'm a bit fascinated by the the thought of the breath of purity. I really don't know why, or maybe I can't explain why. I don't know, uh, but it's it, it's a long story. Uh, at the very beginning, I think I, I was I was very interested in the in the fact that it's the work um, is a wonderful encyclopedia. Mm. Uh, that's um, and also so and and I was very much interested in the in the in the thing of classification of science and so so that's perhaps was the the, the reason why I started uh, reading that. So basically. It's, it's true that, um, so the Ikhwan safa in Arabic, the Brethren of Purity, uh, are a very mysterious group of people. Uh, and um, what is, 
what we have is a collection of uh, treatises in the form of epistles, uh, about 50 epistles concerned with various uh, things, various uh, topics, various sciences, and arranged in manuscripts in groups. So it's very like an, an encyclopedia. Um, you have a group of um, mathematical treatises dealing with mathematical science and, and logic. You have a group on, with uh, natural sciences, physics. And then you have a group of epistles concerned with what they call the science of the soul and the intellect. And then you have finally a group of uh, treatises dealing with divine sciences. So in addition to being an encyclopedia, um, it's also really initiative. In, in, uh, so you, you have a, a kind of initiation. Uh, and the thing is that the authors, and we don't know anything about these authors because they, they did their utmost not to reveal their identities. And they, they write, uh, um, so they, they say, we are the brethren of purity and they address a fictitious reader who is also considered to be part of the, of the brotherhood. Another, so they say, uh, and every, every chapter and every paragraph of this about, it's, it's about 2000 pages. Uh, every paragraph begins with, you should know my friend that. It, it, it can be a bit boring at the <laughs> because it's a bit repetitive, this, 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 <laughs> this, this, this phrase. Um, but it's not boring at all. In, 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 uh, so, and um, um, I, I'm, I, I was very interested in this enormous contrast between this very mysterious people. We don't know anything about them. We don't know anything about the time of composition. We, and we don't know, and, and we have, but, but, but at the same time, we have a very tangible corpus, which was obviously, which had a, 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 a big readership, major readership. It's very easy to see that um, the epistles of the Brethren of Purity were very influential uh, in, in time. And that the influence spread over even more than Islam, even, well, uh, you, you, have, you have two two or three epistles were even translated into Latin, but only two or three. We don't have more about, well, so far, we haven't found uh, more than that. Which, which topics were translated, just out of curiosity? Well, there's the epistle on geography. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have one uh, manuscript in Palermo with what appears to be a quite literal Latin translation. But it's, a, it's, it's an isolated case, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then we have one epistle on logic, which was also, which, which, which was also translated. But, but not, it, it appears that the, the overall encyclopedia was, was not translated. What's very interesting about the Ikhwan Safa is that, um, um, yes, the Rasai Ikhwan Safa, the Epistle of the Brethren of Purity, uh, can really be defined as an encyclopedia. So it, it fulfills all the criteria to be considered as a, an encyclopedia. So it's rather long, it's very systematic, 
it uses a lot of uh, authorities, sources, and so on. Everything, so it, it really deserves to be called an encyclopedia, and it's perhaps the first genuine encyclopedia in the Islamic world. Uh, but at the same time, because we often say, well, we have often this idea that encyclopedias uh, worked with uh, secondhand statements and were not a very original. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's the case with the Juan Safa because they were clearly original. They were original because um, they were very much interested, of course, in topics like astrology, magic, alchemy, uh, all these esoteric sciences. And they clearly had a kind of, well, esoteric agenda. So when they, when they quote from a source, an ancient source, they always do it with something in their mind to adapt them to what they think to be the, the philosophy. And, and it's, it's, of course, very complicated to define the, the doctrinal affiliation of the Ikhwan mm -hmm. there were There were scholars who said they were Mutazili, there were scholars who said they were Sunni, uh, and so on. Well, very probably, well, no. I would say definitely they were Shiite philosophers. Uh, and they were very well, and 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 the, the affiliation. They have many things to share with the Ismaili doctrine. Uh, well, it's a fascinating, uh, a fascinating thing. And in, even in one case, I would say because I, people say, well, encyclopedias are not original. In one case, they are very clearly original. Um, and I wrote an article about that. Uh, the idea was that the, the first, I, I have to say that the first discovery was not mine, but uh, it, it was, it was uh, proposed by a, a French uh, geologist, and it's about geology. Um, you find in one of the epistles, the epistle on minerals, a description of um, the various phenomena at work on the Earth's surface, trying to find a, a very a global, a comprehensive theory um, involving, uh, ex explica explicating the secular erosion, the, 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 the layers in, in, the, in, in the, the sediments of the sea, um, and the uplifting of these layers. It's, really, it's very original, mm -hmm. and it, it antedates modern science in a very, very, very striking way. Uh, so it's a, the, uh, a French uh, geologist who was the first to, he, he wrote a book of introduction to geology and uh, one chapter, he devoted one chapter to the Juan Asafa. He didn't know Arabic, but uh, he was, uh, well, he, he asked a colleague to translate the Juan Asafa for him. And he, he, he really realized that they, they were very innovative uh, in, uh, in, in geological science, mm -hmm. right? Very, very interesting. Yes, yes. yes. Is that in though in, in, according to them, they relate uh, the, this uh, periods, geological periods, to the, the period of equinoctial precession. So they take it, the, 30, the, the 36,000 year cycle, the Ptolemy's value, 
mm-hmm. at the big period. And they combine that with discoveries made in antiquities, theories by Aristotle, for example, in the Meteorologica, um, about the interchange between seas and mainlands. Mm-hmm. Antiquity, well, there were many people already who had who had uh, wondered about the fact that we find fossils very, very far away from, from, from the sea. Mm-hmm. The idea that there were interchanges between mainlands and seas was already present, and it was theorized even by Aristotle. They come, and they want to suffer, take this as a kind of framework, but then they have this very, very innovative uh, description of the geological uh, Hmm. Very, very scientific. It's yes. very interesting. They were already yes, yes, trying sure. to get the global idea of yeah, the, yeah. Uh, all the mm-hmm. movement on Earth. Yeah, I, I remember that this uh, French scholar, geologist, professional geologist, who is Francois, uh, Francois Elamberger, um, even said that they really anticipated uh, Hutton, but that's really this. 17th century, or yes. that you you don't find you can't find anything more innovative uh, and and more scientific, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, before the time, except for the Juan yeah, yeah, they, they were not uh, just imitators. No. Exactly, <laughs> they were definitely original. They were scientists. Yes, they were yeah. not only collectors. Yes, well, it depends. If you if you browse through the the old corpus, re, you realize that they were quite good, well, decent astronomers, astrologers. Um, but you will not see anything about medicine, for example. Mm. We have to assume that they would form a, a group, as they as they say, because they, uh, yes, the brethren of purity. We have to perhaps, well, think of a group where you have one, at least one or, or, or two people uh, very good at astronomy or relatively good at astronomy, astrology, mm-hmm. the science of the stars, as we, we say in Arabic. Um, but there are other, other sciences a little bit less. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they were probably in, this is just an idea, probably they were more interested in the general knowledge, yeah. like the, the knowledge of the stars and sure. the knowledge of sure. Earth, than the personal... personal. They were philosophers, so mm-hmm. the importance for them is to theorize about all this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to articulate sciences and coherent. Philosophers really in the etymological sense, they would love yeah knowledge, mm-hmm. science, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, so sure. they were interested in, in mm-hmm. knowledge, right. all yeah. sorts of knowledge, because mm-hmm. now we, uh, we separate knowledge in mm-hmm. several categories, mm-hmm. but they would probably... Would really, yes, and, and when I, I, I will perhaps just show you, because I, I wrote a, a book on the Ikhwan Safa uh, as part of the Makers of the Muslim World Collection series, which mm-hmm. this, this this book here, and, and, and the idea really was to insist on the coherence of, of, of the program uh, in, by, the, by the authors. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. 
he's fascinating. Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the things I noticed when you were describing the theory of uh, geology, mm -hmm. again, astrology mm -hmm. was uh, there as an explanation. Yeah, sure. Because mm -hmm. this is so interesting, astrology, some people think astrology is just something separated that people mm -hmm. did, mm -hmm. horoscopes. Mm -hmm. But astrology would be like the basis of an explanation for mm -hmm. cycles or the universe mm -hmm. or whatever. So mm -hmm. in this case, it would be the explanation of the geological cycles. And then they, of course, well, they, they were very interested in, in the science of the stars. There are at least three epistles dealing with that. One in the first part, which is really, it, it is called phi astronomia, so um, as, an astronomy, and they use the Greek word translated in, in, in Arabic uh, to do it, uh, with the basic notions of astronomy and astrology, of course, because it's, you can't really separate. Um, and then you have in the second part, in the section of natural sciences, another epistle um, on the heavens and the world um, and it's more or less the same thing but taking a more Aristotelian approach and then of course and that was really my my focus here in my in my research you have an, an, an epistle entirely dedicated to the cycles and revolutions mm -hmm. where where they describe all the astronomical and astrological cycles mm -hmm where they refer to the great year, but with the Indian value. So that's very interesting. Yes. So these three, sorry, uh, yes, uh, uh, 360,000 years. And they describe also the equinoctial precession. Mm -hmm. And then they made, they attach great importance. They were not the only ones to do that to the conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn. Yes. So that's a doctrine uh, which um, Arab astrologers and astronomers inherited from uh, Sassanid uh, Persia. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, why, why Saturn and Jupiter? I really don't know why. Maybe there are people who can explain that, but they, they attach great importance in particular to these two uh, planets. And the thing is that, um, well, Jupiter takes about 12 years to accomplish one revolution, Saturn about 30 years. So the question is, once again, when do these two planets meet? And in astronomy, well, uh, every 20 years mm -hmm. less, the two planets will meet at a certain point in, 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 in the zodiac. And this is called the small Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And then you have another one, because uh, there, is, there will be a kind of... Uh, well, every 20 years, the two planets will meet, but not at the same place. And on an average, there will, the, the second conjunction will take place 100, 120 degrees apart from the first one. And then yeah. all the way uh, through. So it will take 240 years for these two planets to leave, to have the, uh, um, to, to be in conjunction, but not in, this, in a sign of the same nature. Same element, yes. Right, okay, there's the theory of the triplicities and the, the yes. distrust. 
So, for example, the first conjunction will be in the sign of Aries, and then a second one will take place in a sign of the same nature as Aries, and, the, and then you will have to, to, to wait for 12 conjunctions to quit and to leave from, from this... Like move to the other element. From these, these, these triangle. And then you will have to wait for 960 years to have these conjunctions back to a sign of the same nature. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's a bit complicated to explain, but uh, the, the thing is, astronomers and astro astrologers attach great importance to that. And in the case of the Juan Safa, they made coincide the small Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions of every 20 years mm -hmm. to um, a change in, uh, well, the replacement of, uh, of, 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 of a king or a caliph on, on, on the royal throne. Every 20, every uh, 240 years, uh, they will make correspond that middle conjunction mm -hmm. to a change of dynasty. And the very important thing is every 960 years, because they will make coincide, they will make coincide this with um, a change in religion. And this is very interesting because they adapt and they combine this with something that you can find in Ismaili doctrine. So it's um, a doctrine of um, prophetic history. You have cycles of 7,000 years, each divided uh, in periods of 1,000 years, and each millennium is said to be heralded by a prophet. Mm. And according to that views, you have Adam, of course, and then Noah, um, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and then Muhammad, yeah. who is to be the prophet of the sixth millennium, the sixth, but not the seventh. Because we are waiting and we are supposed to be in this, in this sixth millennium, but there we, we, we're waiting for another conjunction to come back, well, to, 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 to come, which will herald the seventh millennium. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting in, in terms of eschatology. Yeah. And it also clearly uh, posits the Ikhwan as Shiite uh, authors. Mm -hmm. and, and they would, uh, um, would they um, associate certain traits to each prophet according to... Yeah, sure. Yes. ...to the sign where the conjunction yes. occurs? Yes. Okay. Yes, and, they were, and for, um, in, in one particular epistle dealing with resurrection, they even take up and adapt the very famous Quranic uh, story of the sleepers of the cave. Mm -hmm. They assimilate themselves to the sleepers mm -hmm. because that's the message, which is esoteric. And now, for the time being, it has to be concealed inside a cave. But they announce, and there are hints in various epistles, of, about a conjunction to appear. It's very, well, it's not really explicitly stated, <laughs> as you may assume. <laughs> Clearly, they announce to the partisans the possibility of a new conjunction to appear, and which will coincide with the seventh millennium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's um, very interesting. So the, the new prophet, the last prophet. Yes, yes, whom they call uh, the Qa'im, which means 
the man who will rise up mm. the time of resurrection is there any correlation of messiah is there any correlation between this well the messiah of the jewish uh, religion and also the mahdi the the one yeah. that is sure sure the one that is covered and not yeah. revealed is it any kind of correlation between this between this and, and what between between this seventh prophet prophet yeah. the the one that they are expecting and all these all these other um messiah so yeah so. sure well the idea is the same it is always yes yes no, sure. mm -hmm. so they, they 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 tend to assimilate one to the other eventually they will not say that but you, you they will not say that, that. <laughs> that's a conclusion that we reach due to the similarities <laughs> right okay yeah. And do they have, besides this, this study of the cycle, do they have um, a more practical approach to astrology? How, how do they handle it? They, they have this, this description of cycles, they have the, 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 the principles, but do they have any application rules, anything that resembles a practical... No, well, in, in this epistle on revolutions and cycles, they will, it's divided in two parts. The first part is rather short, which is a list of cycles, revolutions and conjunctions. And then the second part is the implications of these cycles on the world of generation and, and corruption. There is no hint of uh, what we would call um, personal astrology for people. It's, it's more like a collective approach. Well, in fact, I'm, I'm more interested in the collective uh, historical astrology. And now the thing is that the very, very last epistle is about magic. And in that case, uh, it's a very long uh, epistle. Um, um, in that case, it's more personal. It's horoscopic, uh, catarchic, interrogative astrology. The thing is, and this is what I'm now trying to explain in the introduction to the edition of that epistle, that, which, which I'm currently doing, Mm -hmm. um, I have the strong feeling that it's not, this epistle is not by the same authors as the other epistles. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yes. But this allows me perhaps just to mention, because I didn't do that, uh, there is now a big, a huge international project to edit critically the, uh, all these epistles. Mm -hmm. So far we had to rely on a not uncritical uh, edition, which was a series of uncritical editions, but now at the Institute of Ismaili Studies in London, they are coordinating a big, big, big project on this. Uh, and it's almost done now. Most of the epistles have been uh, edited on the basis of 10 or 15 manuscripts in some cases, with uh, an English translation and various annotations have to show you some examples. It's, it's uh, published uh, by Oxford University Press and the Institute for uh, Ismaili Studies. This is, for this is, for example, the, the epistles 6 and 6 to 8. Uh, number 7 is one which I did about the classification of the sciences and uh, that sort of things. You know. So it's so a very ambitious, very, very ambitious uh, project. Yeah. So it will be available for non-Arabic readers 
it, it, it is. It, that, that's that's one of the of the of the goals of the of the of the undertaking. Yeah, sure. And do you have a date, a timeline where 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 it will be ready? <laughs> we are already one? like the, the, the one about magic. Yes, actually, we are already yeah. trying to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you piqued our curiosity. <laughs> so the, the one, the one about cycles and, and revolutions is already done. Mm-hmm. It has been published a few years ago. It's Epistle Thirty Six, uh, as part of these this volume. Oh. Okay. Um, I'll show you that. Uh, yeah, Epistles thirty six. So it is just a few moments. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> we are trying to discreetly <laughs> write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was published uh, two or three years ago, if I remember. Okay. Okay. Now it so. is it is very very interesting, and the, and um, uh, one of the things that they normally um, mention when they write this um, initiatic initiatic uh, texts is uh, they mention the the personal horoscope of like the ideal horoscope I read in other texts from uh, another author Razi. I think you you. And he says, if you have this and this and this in your horoscope, then you are very prone to magic or prone to this yeah. kind of knowledge. So it's, it, it also connects with people, but in a way that is, it's like uh, if someone has certain traits, mm-hmm. this person will be um, adequate for the, the works of magic. If mm-hmm. not, yeah. not so much. So okay. I, I'm curious if they also have okay. this. Yes, uh, but you can find this kind of things in, in this, uh, the long version of Epistle of Magic. The thing is that the problem is now to see if it was written by the same authors as the, the others. But anyway, the text is there, so there were, there was someone who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it is very interesting. Yeah, it's quite, quite interesting, yes. Um, well, thank you. And to, to wrap it up, could you t- talk a little bit about uh, your current projects? Uh, you were mentioning that you're now currently ah, yeah. in ERC. Yes. Well, of course, because it is, it is of course, linked to the Brethren of Purity. Um, I, in a few years ago, I was on a sabbatical leave in, in Barcelona and in, in Spain in general. Um, and I was there to explore the influence of the Juan Safa in Al-Andalus. And at the very beginning, I was not sure I would, I would discover anything because it really it was uh, <laughs> quite mysterious. And I began to realize that they were very important, but very, very important. But the thing is that since it's not really an orthodox kind of doctrine, mm-hmm. uh, right, rarely you can find people who quote them by saying, I took that from the Ikhwan Asafa. So this is what I call ill-defined channel. Mm -hmm. I began to realize that they were very important and that they were perhaps introduced into Al-Andalus also sooner than people had usually said. And then I began to realize that perhaps not only them, but other uh, 
corpora from uh, the East were introduced and, and sharing more or less the same kind of doctrine. Mm -hmm. uh, so perhaps also the corpus, the, the Jabirian, so the, 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 the text by, by Jabir or ascribed to Jabir. Also a text called the Nabataean Agriculture, very yes. important. Uh, all these texts seem to have been introduced to Al-Andalus about the same time. And this was the beginning of the idea of trying to launching a big project, and I was quite lucky to get it, <laughs> um, where we try to study this transmission from texts uh, originating in the East, to Al-Andalus, trying to find if perhaps philosophy and rational thinking, because all these all, all, all these sciences were considered to be rational, uh, were not there before the, the time usually assumed. Mm -hmm. so the idea be, be behind the, 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 the project. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, you still have two more years? We still have two more years. And it's a very ambitious project? Do you think you can fit? It is. Uh, the thing is that with the COVID crisis, uh, as many people, we have been very severely impacted. Uh, so, for example, last year, well, this year, I was uh, in Princeton on a sabbatical leave to study all this thing as part of the project. And one of the ideas there, one of the plans, was to organize a major conference uh, as part of the ERC project at the Institute for Advanced Study in Princeton. And it had to be cancelled. It will be rescheduled hopefully next year, but I don't know exactly uh, when. Uh, yeah. oh, you, we shall have other major conference to organize mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in those two forthcoming years. Mm. We will, and we will be um, attentively <laughs> looking <Yeah>. for this. <laughs> yes. And we will keep in touch, of course. Yes. Right. Well, Professor, thank you very much for... Thank you to you. It's yes. a real pleasure to have this, uh, this talk with you. It was a pleasure yeah. and very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Perhaps we can we can speak on other topics. Uh, in the Why field. not? Why not? It's uh, definitely a possibility. So, so uh, we will say goodbye and, and say goodbye. And thank now. you. Bye bye. Thank you very much. <laughs>